0: We've got clackers and Miranda Priestly and fantastic clothing. <laughs> Emily Blunt. What isn't fabulous about this episode? And also, Chris hasn't seen it until now. I, I, it still takes me
1: a second to realize what you mean when you say clackers. And then I'm like, oh, right. The clacking of the high heels. <laughs> <laughs> Even after now having seen it, it, my brain still doesn't quite go there.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, throw out your cellulite. We're talking about <laughs> Devilwrth product. <laughs> Look, what,
1: what what makes it like the Citizen Kane of gay movies? That's what I'm not I don't quite understand.
0: I just think it's it's just so well done. It's just like I feel like the way it's I don't know. I I don't know. Like why is Citizen Kane the movie it is? Why is well, this...
1: <laughs> Okay, well like Citizen Kane is Citizen Kane because it did everything
0: first. Well, I I would I guess I I would say like the nostalgia and the memories that I have associated with it. Okay. Um but also, you know, it's like it, it is this kind of thing where it's like I feel like once every few years we get these great female centric movies where like, you know, gay men love Mean girls. Cause everyone's sassy and bitchy and mm-hmm. all of that stuff. I feel like this one is, is great because it like, it's not sort of like people being mean to each other for the sake of being mean. It's got like the great one liners, but it's not necessarily people being completely terrible
1: because I mean, yeah. Like,
0: and it's like very like pro like, you know, People are shady, but for a reason. Yeah, and it's like, and, and you know, it's very pro, like trying to like remain yourself in certain environments and stuff like that, because life gets to be soul sucking, and people want you to be certain ways and do certain things, and I don't know. I just it holds a lot for me. <laughs>
1: I mean, do you think part of the reason it's so it's such like
0: because I, I think because it's so, it's it's lasted a long time. I remember, oh god, I feel so old. I remember they like had a whole thing for its... I think it's 10 year anniversary or something like that. Okay. Where it like had been 10 years since it came out and there was like a whole like celebration or something about it. Like it's just, it's a whole one big of old those, party. Yeah.
1: Cause like I, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, cause as I'm watching it, just objectively I'm seeing like, Oh, this is such a good movie. Yeah. Like the, the opening introduction to Miranda is I think one of the best introductions to any character because you get to see everyone else how they see her like their interaction like oh my god like before you see her yeah she's here early like everyone's in a mad panic like, run around like clean off the desks like get all put away make sure all of you are wearing your I high th- heels i think that is
0: my that is my favorite like part of that moment is the woman who's like wearing crocs and switches to like dolce and gabbana heels yeah like <laughs> that's still one of my like favorite little like minor moments
1: yes it's like everyone's scurrying around like she just passes through security there's that woman in the elevator who like gets out and like lets her take the elevator by herself like oh sorry miranda it's all you it's just all these little moments that just build her up and then she shows up and she's then also just as much of a badass as you expect her to be yeah so i i can see like from that perspective why it's so good and all the character arcs in it really fantastic all the performances in it are really good i love the screenplay yeah just like it has so many amazing lines in it. Like objectively speaking, it's a really, really well made film. but as I'm watching, I couldn't help but think like, but why is it so popular amongst the gays?
0: I think because like, I think because we all like, you know, gay like gay men tend to relate to these like female characters a lot easier. And it is a very like there is, if you think about it, maybe two very straight men in it uh, i mean you have you have the yeah. one you have the one friend who knows all about the fashion stuff and that can be questionable i don't is like, he
1: straight like is he, they the, never is, he the, it. is he the boyfriend of lily no i this is
0: just a friend it's just a friend yeah
1: okay because I was, I was trying to figure that out too I'm like is he gay
0: yeah like uh, you know like i don't i know he he's the guy that ended up being on Mad Men. yeah um because for the longest time before I watched Mad Men, I'm like, where did he go? Everyone else went somewhere. <laughs> like, yeah,
1: right? Like, what happened to him? I was the, like, oh, he, no, he's
0: on Mad Men, and then he uh, he's on a different show now. I forget what it was. Well, um, the crazy thing, if you think about it,
1: this, so this came out in 2006. Mad Men would have come out not too long after that. When did Mad Men first start? Like, I, I think it I, started, started, no, it started in, like 2006,
0: 2007? I want to say... Two thousand eight or nine, because I started watching it when it was on its third season. 2007 2007? yeah.
1: So that's the funny thing is, you're like, where did he go? And then it like the, he jumped straight into Mad yeah. Men, basically. But like we, you're right, like that show seems so contemporary. It doesn't seem like it would have started ten years ago, but it was. Yeah. That's God. crazy. God, Mad Men was over ten years ago. No, like I'm just slowly starting to feel old now. I know. i i couldn't keep up with mad men because i i started watching on dvd and i was in college and the problem is i would find myself drinking scotch at one o'clock in the afternoon i'm like nope
0: i got i gotta stop i gotta step away from this i would i would like it is everything it is everything that you love like i know it's got the suits yeah
1: it's got just really cool looking smoking i i don't smoke but my god i wish i looked as cool as they all do while doing it Everyone's drinking all the time like no I'm I'm all about it but uh I just I couldn't keep up with it.
0: No, oh, I I you know and it's like maybe this is the other reason I love like Devil Wears Prada and you know even with like Mad Men is like I just love sort of workplace like dr- like high Workplace dramas like yeah that. ones like, that aren't like The Office but where they're like in some place really like crazy like an ad agency or like this like fashion magazine high hits, stakes like high stakes craziness like you know so because do you think
1: then part of the reason this is such a gay iconic film is it's so pro femininity
0: I think so and it's 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 also got Meryl but well that, that. I mean yeah that's true. um and I think, everyone you know, I think there's everyone someone can relate to. Like, everyone kind of wants to be Miranda. <laughs> like, but everyone, like, also doesn't because there's, like, there's a certain level of it where you want to be, be her on, like, you know, at your very worst. But then again, like, you want to be like Andy. Like, no one really wants to be Emily.
1: I, because so you said that. I'm just now trying to think, like, who would I be? I, hmm. Um... Not quite Emily. I mean, in the bit of the bumble-fucking sense, I am Emily. <laughs> but I feel like she's too... You'd be Nigel. You'd be Stanley Tucci. Yeah, I guess I would be. Yeah, because, like, Emily's too mean to your face. Like, you have to, like, get through her to get to the nice part where I'm, like, the exact opposite. Like, I'll be nice to you until you give me a reason not to. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and... Yeah, I think Andy's too much of an alpha for, for it to be me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we all know you're Miranda. Yeah. <laughs> you say that like it's not a good thing.
0: I mean, like, you know, uh, and I, I I, will say, like, you know, I would probably like even like so working, being in Andy's job right now, technically. Yes. With what I what I do for work, like in seeing it firsthand, like I always think of the line where Andy is defending Miranda and she's like, if. She were a man, everyone would say that she would be doing her job just fine. And because I do work for a man who is like that, I'm like, yep, that is entirely true. Because there is very little difference other than fashion sense and you know, a few other things.
1: Right, <laughs> but you're right. It's like, oh well, he he just gets. But pass it, like, but none, of, guy, so none so it's of the fine. things that
0: differ are in like in gender. It's and I've I've you know having met a few high powered women too. There is that sort of stone coldness that they have to feel because the yeah. moment that they're like the warm and fuzzy like matronly figure is the moment that someone either tells them they're not good at their job or like takes advantage of them yeah exactly um, if you're if you're a power mover and you're a woman you're like, like yeah like, men, oh, like... men can men can be like a little bit softer and you know with work and everyone like respects it but they like it's unfortunate that we live in a society where a lot of women can't yeah so you know but like it's it's what i haven't watched it since i i've been in my job and mm-hmm. like i watch it now with like an entirely new mindset i'm like these are i have my like my book seven days as i call them where yes it's, oh like my boss is clearly hell-bent on like it may not be mad at me but he's mad at fucking something and Basically, just puts us through the ringer, and you know, I get frustrated halfway through the day. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to own all of this and have a book seven day, and I like come in and I do it, and then I feel better about myself at the end of the day because that's you know, obviously, I it is kind of that sense of like you take these kinds of take these kind of jobs because it's like they open doors for you because people know who they are and it looks good on a resume. Be there for a
1: year, and then you can go anywhere. Exactly, and
0: it's really fucking true and they are fucking crazy and ever all of your friends think you're a nut job for doing it but like you know it's sort of the when you do sort of these high-stake things it's sort of the world you live in like yeah you know our resumes aren't like oh look at the experience they're like who did you work for like oh damn yeah okay (laughs) yeah (laughs) like you know good on you that's how people like you know, you always hear about like people getting fired working for who like worked for Harvey Weinstein or like Scott Rudin or these like really crazy like film people and you like I remember I used to think I'm like, well, how how did they get another job if they were fired because normally that that kind of creates a bump when you're in an interview. Yeah. But, like, here it's, like, it's sort of, like, this weird badge of honor of, like, you worked there, you sort of survived, like, yeah, you blah, made blah, it. Blah. you made it for a while. You know, and, like, half the time when people get fired in this town, it's like, why'd you get tired? I didn't make sure his muffin was organic. <laughs> like, it's stupid shit like that. It's, like, the worst.
1: Yeah, I couldn't track down a manuscript for the seventh Harry Potter book.
0: Yeah, like, you know, there there is a common sense of, like, when you interview and you tell people that, they're like, wow, that's crazy. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it totally is. But
1: yeah, I, th- I think for me, too, that was one of the things that resonated with me. It wasn't just like the objective quality of it as a film, but it was having been an assistant and I'm pretty sure I'm going to be an assistant again at some point. Uh, you're just like, oh, my God, I can I've been in this situation. I've been something like this situation so many times before. And you're just like, I just have to go with it. I just have to roll with it and just deal with what comes. I
0: just at least wish I got that free fucking fancy clothes. God.
1: Yeah. I know there's there's not a lot of perks in entertainment. Well, you know, screeners sometimes,
0: you get to go to events. Yeah, but like at that, you know, I have to wear my own suit for that. I don't get to, you know, wear like a, the newest like Dolce or Chanel yeah. suit or whatever like. And uh, how do you spell Gabbana? I was actually interested to see if you got that joke.
1: Yes, I know what Dolce and Gabbana <laughs> is. <laughs> Like I know some of these things like I know I've heard of these before. I like I know Hermes. I know Dolce & Gabbana.
0: So I was I was uh, like this. This movie came at a point in my life where like I was starting to sort of like reach. I won't say pinnacle gay, but I was starting to like embrace it a lot more mm-hmm. because like. um. I don't I don't even remember why I got the book, but I I got the book and i basically combed through it and like i read it twice okay before the movie ever came out oh shit okay um and the the funny thing was like um I actually read it before i left and went to paris oh oh my god so <clears throat> uh like God, how old was I? I was in I was junior year of high school, so I had to be sixteen. Yeah, maybe going on seventeen. Yeah. Um, and I became obsessed with fashion. I bought like my first GQ. I was like so fucking excited to go on like the Champs Elysees and stuff like that. And I was just like all about it. It was so good. (laughs) And then the movie came out. And like, kind of reinvigorated that as well. I was just like, "Oh my god!" I was just like, I was all about it. So it's like, it did kind you of go to wrote, shopping spree in Paris? I did. I went on a shopping spree in Paris on the Champs Elysees. I could not afford, obviously, like super, super brand like brand name stuff. But you know, normally when you sort of the rule of thumb is if you want to start like wearing that stuff, you sort of start with like the cheapest art of clo- of clothing. Ninety percent of the time is a t shirt. Yeah. So it's like you just get the t-shirt or you just buy like a shirt and they all have like clearance things too. Yeah. So like you just go and shop that aisle as opposed to like what is brand new. The top of the line. Um, you know, and so that I went through that whole phase where I was like, "Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> did you buy so many scarves? Oh God. You know, I lived in the Midwest, so I could actually like work a scarf and not feel like I'm dying of heat. Yeah. Here it's like. 60 degrees, and I put a scarf on, and I feel like suddenly, like I'm a thousand degrees warmer right. because then there's the sun, and I'm just like, oh. Well, also everyone gets to look like.
1: What the fuck are you doing? This is Los Angeles. Like it's never cold enough to actually justify wearing a scarf. The, and, and if you do, you just look like pretentious. And that's kind of the thing I, I hate about this town is that Did someone like,
0: let you out of Silver Lake. <laughs> Did you escape? Are you are are you uh are you looking to uh, throw blood on someone? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. No, that's that's kind of the thing I kind of, like, I miss about living in, like, a big city like Chicago or, like, even, like, part of me wants to move to New York because I miss sort of that, like, the the fashion. Like, L.A. doesn't have, like, fashion.
1: I feel like L.A.'s fashion is what can you wear that someone's going to stop and see? It doesn't matter what the reaction is to it, but did you, like, get someone to stop and look at you? Then that's considered fashionable.
0: Yeah, and it's just, and, like... Yeah. No one do. stops
1: and looks at me. I'm always wearing gray jeans and a black v neck t shirt. So. And
0: honestly, like, the most of the, if I see like really well dressed people, half the time they're on their way to work to like being a host at like a very like expensive restaurant. Yeah. Or, or like working at a very expensive restaurant. Or they actually are one of the people that work at those shops. Yeah. In like Beverly Hills.
1: Yeah. Cause I mean, I, I feel like in entertainment, unless you're, a very specific kind of creative like when do you really get to dress up like that i mean obviously if you're in an agency or a law firm everyone's wearing suits all the time but that's also not necessarily a place where you're gonna get like super high fashion no because
0: i've even seen like the the female agents will wear like um even if they're wearing a skirt they'll it'll be like you know they'll have like a plain blouse blouse on and like a um i don't know if you call it a sports coat if it's a female jacket, but they'll have a jacket over it. Yeah. Basically like female suit, just no, no pants. Yes. Um, yeah, it's it's like this, it's, it's a comfort town. Like no one gets dressed up unless they, it's like an event, like the Oscars or something. I think, yeah,
1: it's like people only wear something fashionable in LA if, they're going to be in a situation where someone will take a photo of them dressed that way. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think, like, New York especially, people just dress well all the time. Oh, and I love it. I miss it so much. And we also have to acknowledge, like, as silly as it sounds, weather plays a factor in It this. does.
0: It totally does. Because, like,
1: I... there's a whole, like, in New York, you get the, the scarf and, like, the full suit and, like, the peacoat culture. Like, everyone has all those things all the time. What, like... That's a lot of layers. You're yeah. looking at like p- at least th- four, maybe five layers with the clothing. Whereas here you're like, oh my God, I'm wearing more than a tank top in December. I
0: am sweating balls. Yeah. No, the the few times I've worn it, my suit out here, I've been dying. Yeah. Like, and I like, it's, you know, like I end up having to get my suit dry cleaned a lot more than yeah. I ha- ever had to when I lived in the mi- Midwest. But it's just like, it's, oh, yeah, no, it's. I I do miss it, but, yeah, like, that was part of the thing, is, like, I could be fashionable when there was weather, and I could wear layers and not feel like I'm just, like, sweating and looking gross in it. Like, it's, like, just a sweaty glove. Yeah. And here, it's just, like, you know, I see, like, famous people in, like, boutique shops when I'm, like, running errands for my job, and you'll be, like, in, um... You'll be in, like, the Chanel shop or something, and, like, all everyone who works there will be so, like, dressed to the nines. And then you'll see, like, uh, just because I can't think of a, the name, like, you'll see, like, uh, Emily Blunt or someone walk in and just a pair of flip-flops and sweatpants. Yeah. And you know it's her. So it's like, oh, look, who's here? And, but, like, you know, no no one's, like, walking around in stilettos. Yeah. There's no clackers. There's well, just... That's, it's like the...
1: If your status is high enough, you can get away with dressing down. Yep. It's sort of like this weird inverse sort of thing. It's like the assistants are often the best dressed people in the office because they have to be. Yeah. It's It's, like everyone has to
0: be in shirts and like suits and skirts and everything like that. It's such a weird world here where it's like if you're well-dressed, you know you're a peon. Yeah, that's... (laughs) Like... No, that's exactly it. Like, I I am, at
1: the moment, I'm not an assistant and I'm really enjoying it. Like, I'm letting my beard grow in. I'm just like wearing Henleys to work and stuff like that. Cause, like, I don't give a fuck right now. Like, I don't feel like I have that pressure to have to dress like an assistant and, like, look sharp. So I'm like, I'm loving, I'm really loving it at the
0: moment. I, I like, See the the nice thing about working at a production company instead of like doing an agency is like you can kind of like let your hair down a little bit. Oh yeah. But like I still will like buy like really nice polos and stuff like yeah. I like I have some Michael Kors polos that I absolutely fucking love. (laughs) (laughs) That becomes part of it too.
1: Yeah, that becomes part of it. It's like oh, but like then you're in a situation where if the office is a little bit more casual, you can dress like a like a little bit nicer. All of a sudden, everyone goes like oh like. You look so nice today. What's the occasion? I'm like, it's Tuesday. You know what the I other like hard, to look the, good.
0: You know what the other hard part about um when you work at a, a job like the production company I'm at and like when you dress nice, people know you're interviewing. Yes. It's it's this double edged sword. You can, like you either have to dress nice all the time so nothing's suspected. Yeah. Or like if you have that one day where you dress nice, people know that you're looking yeah. lo- like going around looking. So these days I'll actually like take I'll wear, like, my usual, mm-hmm. like, so, like, no, nothing suspected. And I'll keep, like, the nice shirt in my car and just, like, just take that off out. and just, like, have, like, a plain black T-shirt.
1: Yeah. See, my my strategy is uh my wardrobe will just run the gamut. So I'll dress, like, on rare occasion, like, on a Friday, I might show up in, like, literally just, like, a black V-neck and jeans. But then some random Wednesday, I might come in and, like, a suit minus the tie and jacket Like maybe in the vest thrown on Just because I wanted to look You like, like really- to keep him guessing guess I, yeah, so I like to look good that day Like well he just does this sometimes He'll just show up randomly one day In like a full suit And he's not interviewing But he just does that And then you just They keep him off get, Like off balance They don't but know Just tell
0: me one day You just wa- walking in Your James Bond my, my terry cloth romper Yeah your romper Um,
1: No that I actually don't Bust the thing out Very often anymore Because it's uh, Like the fabric Is starting to kind of Like fray on the back of it Like it's gotten a, Quite a bit of love Going Because I wear it to the pool Yeah Like I wear it For what it was designed to do Wear it to the pool Be way too hot in it Because I'm literally wearing I'm zipped into a towel But most importantly It embarrasses my family <laughs> And I've done that Often enough now That it's coming back around And it's like Starting to kind of Degrade a little bit So I feel very choosy About where I wear it now <laughs> But that being said, if it ever craps out, I'm totally going to order another one off Etsy and then also get it tailored again. Because, my God, who wears an ill-fitting romper? Like, that's just a horrible, horrible thing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> See, I'm not always the worst gay. No, you're not. <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes I get it. Because um, as I was watching this, I was, again, trying to piece it together. I'm like, why? Like, why is this? Because, like, some things I get, like. You and I are both catching up in the Golden Girls right now to do a later episode. As I'm watching that, like I get this, the whole show is just a bunch of like randy old birds just throwing zingers back and forth at each other. Like everything about this, like, is very gay culture. Yeah. As I'm watching this, I could see pieces of it. Yeah. But I, I think you're right. I think it has to do with that being very pro-femininity because the whole thing is like it's mostly centered around women, which is amazing considering that it was made in 2006. And
0: even, and even Miranda Priestley as a villain is not like, she's not a, um, for lack of a better term, better term, mustache twirling. Yeah. Villain. I was going to say, yeah, you actually believe why, like that, you know, the great scene where like, Miranda, uh, Andy walks in on her crying. Yeah. They have that kind of like interesting moment.
1: Yeah. Like her makeup off. She's just sitting there. She opens up. She's very real. Yeah. Um, and like I think that that scene does a lot, because I think already she was established as, I'm not going to say sympathetic, but you understood where she was coming from, yeah, because she was never mean without having a purpose. Yeah. like you always knew what she was doing. And she had a very particular way of maintaining her authority. And what I liked about it was that it was so poised. Like I was looking at I was looking at some trivia, trying to brush up a little bit coming into this. And I guess that was something that, was a difference between the book and the movie. Then the book, I guess, she's much more like. She's
0: much more of a caricature in the movie. Yeah,
1: book. she's kind of like more like, not necessarily flailing, but she's she's bigger, she's louder, she's in your face. Do you know who she's
0: uh, fashioned after? I'm curious. Anna Winter. Oh, there we go. The head of Vogue. Yeah.
1: I know some yeah. things. I also, I, also, to be fair, I knew who Anna Winter was before I read the trivia okay, for this. Yeah. <laughs> but that's mostly because I had seen Ocean's Eight earlier this year. That's
0: That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like since that movie, she's kind of, like... Because kind of like, I remember when I read that and I kind of looked her up, she was kind of, like, this sort of, like, behind-the-scenes figure. And she's yeah. kind of beca- put herself more out in the public eye. And I don't know if that's to kind of fight, sort of, maybe do some damage control on, like, mm-hmm. everyone knowing that she's who devil wears Prada is fashion after. Well, I, I think there's probably a bit
1: of that. But I think there's also a bit of a cultural shift where... We do really follow cult of personality in a very particular way now compared to 10 years ago when this movie came out. Whereas now, like, people
0: would actually know who Anna Winter was. There's no Instagram. There was no Twitter. Facebook was a thing. But, like, I think at this time you still had to be at a college to get a Facebook.
1: Right. Exactly. No, you think, yeah, you were. Because I think it was, like, maybe 2000.
0: It was two, like 2006, seven, 2007. Yeah, 7, yeah. yeah. I,
1: I had one going into college. It opened up at that point. I think I had one in high school. But yeah, like now, Anna Winters is the sort of person who would have an Instagram account, like a, a controlled, curated Instagram account that is designed to promote her and to promote the magazine and to promote the whole industry. Yeah. Whereas back then, that wasn't the case. Where it's like now, it's like, oh, we can, she's now an influencer. Yeah. Which wasn't a thing. Back then, it she was, was just, like a
0: behind-the-scenes the influencer.
1: Yeah, whereas now, like you have to have that sort of public persona to go somewhere. So, but I'm sure there's also a bit of like trying to shift the perspective on her.
0: I I will say, when now having had the job I have and now watching this, like I watch it and I look at her friends. And I'm like, you guys are assholes. They kind of are.
1: Like, yeah. I I do you think that are we just overly sympathetic to it because we work in entertainment and we. We are assistants, and so we in that job, and we understand like the amount of
0: effort you have to put into it. I mean, I I guess I I think I think the thing is is like okay, I get like oh you know like the sort of like weird cheating thing um, with her and I mean I mean to quote Ross,
1: they were on a break. Yeah, like come on. <laughs>
0: We were on a break. We
1: were on a break.
0: Um No, I like I think there is sort of this weird misunderstanding and I like and I and not that my friends are assholes, but like I know there is a this slight sort of disconnect between um my friends and family when I talk about my job and then actually like the sort of like experience you have being in it yeah like it's that thing of they're like people be like well don't do it or like yeah i'm like but th- this is this is my job yeah like, and
1: this is what you have
0: to do yeah like that like this is this is the job that gets me other jobs yeah is what i like have to tell everyone and the only way i can describe it to people is like devil wears prada yeah like
1: well, I I've even had that sometimes, not like friction, but I've talked to people who work in entertainment who never had to be assistants. Yeah. And they they don't quite understand what that means. Like they yeah. don't quite understand all that goes into like they have respect for it. Like, like they understand we you work super hard. Yeah. But they don't have that they don't understand in particular that really weird relationship sometimes you can have with your boss. Yeah. Where it's like you you hopefully like admire, respect, and like them. And also can recognize where like they can be difficult sometimes, but you understand where that's coming from. Yeah, it's like it's having empathy for someone who's making your life difficult.
0: <coughs> yeah, it, it's very—it's it's bizarre, right? But it's it's—it's—it's it's, it's very um, oh god, what is it? Uh, the the what the kidnapper syndrome? What's the kidnapper? Stockholm syndrome. syndrome. It's very Stockholm. syndrome. It is a syndrome. bit of Stockholm like, syndrome.
1: No, it totally is.
0: Like I, I can't stand my boss, but like I still do my job. Yeah. And there is, st- there is still that weird relationship where I have this back and forth of like days where I really just hate his guts. Yeah. And I think he's the worst person in the world. And then I have other days where I'm like, Oh, he's not that bad. Yeah. Like it's, just, it's a very weird. No, it, it totally is. And I've
1: been, I've always been very lucky that the boss that I've had have all pretty much all been really cool. Actually. I, I've, I've weirdly lucked out in that regards that I've always had bosses that I actually like, like as people. Yeah. But I mean, that being said, there's always days where, there's challenges and there's friction yeah and like you can be mad at somebody for the shit they're making you like put you through but then if someone like if you're kind of venting and someone starts like bad mouthing them you find yourself really defending your boss you're like well, well hang on like i get to say this yeah you don't yeah <laughs> like hang on it is Watch it what is, you're
0: saying it is this really weird relationship it's just yeah it's so uh like i had someone needs to do like a psychological study and write a book on it. Cause it's yeah, it is the weirdest thing it is. And
1: and I think also in entertainment, it's a very, that's a different beast like anywhere else too. Like y- you do get some career assistance, right? Like you get some people like their whole career is gonna be spent like being a support staff. Yeah. And that's what they're going to do. And like, that's totally great. But I think more often the case is you have someone who has aspirations to do something else. And this is a starting off point. But that's not the same – that's not necessarily the same case in other industries where, like, you have, like, admins who are, like, career admins. Yeah. And so, like, sometimes even trying to explain to someone the nuances of your job when they're used to having an assistant but they're not in entertainment, they're like, well, I don't
0: – what? I don't make my assistant do
1: Yeah, I don't that. make my assistant do that. It's, like, we have normal hours. They come in, like, as long as they're, like, helping book flights and schedule and stuff, it's all
0: good. And it's, like, you know, why,
1: why are you having to go off and, like, run and get their dry cleaning? I'm like It's, well.
0: it's so – like, yeah, it's – and I think, like – There is, there is this weird sort of thing when you do fashion and entertainment or like anything really sort of like, even like politics and high powered stuff where like, like your job doesn't technically end at the end of the day.
1: No. Like, you know, it's like pretty much any job I've gotten or even interview I've had sometimes, like there's always that conversation like, well, what, like, what's the actual, expectation in terms of when you need me available like is this mostly just a nine to five thing is it am i more or less on call 24 hours like how does this work and it
0: it varies a lot depending on the person and the job i I think one of the things too that and like the thing that i i had to learn is and is sometimes really hard when you work for like high-powered people and the thing that is kind of the rookie mistake that andy doesn't do in the movie is Mm -hmm. like it is very important to like set boundaries yeah really early on yeah because like Otherwise, they are going to call you in the middle of the night. They are going to call you when you're like with your parents trying to see a musical, and they are going to like if if Did you, you don't. What they were trying to see. I yeah Chicago. I know they're trying to see Chicago. It's probably because the tickets were really cheap. War- warms my no heart. no seeing it. Yeah well i mean hang on hang,
1: <laughs> hang on wait a minute hang on no they wouldn't have been this would have, this would have been 2006 yeah so that would have been like a revival of chicago after the movie meaning i bet you it was pretty popular at the time <laughs> and clue the dad was like you know buying tickets for his daughter like i'll come to new york we'll go see chicago
0: we'll have a good old time well she's from northwestern so well, okay there's that too chicago chicago she's from chicago yeah um but yeah, I, I learned that cause this is the second time around I've had an assistant job like this and the last time I didn't set boundaries and yeah. it was really irritating. And this time now I like really like firmly set the boundaries Yeah, and it's, it's like, it's good because like he respects them unless like there's something he absolutely like needs and it's business related. Like I had to work last weekend because it was actually like business related. Yeah. Um, but I'm not going to go, like, get him dinner and stuff on a Sunday when, like, like no one is working. I'm like, no, I need a life. Otherwise, you know, I might actually kill you yeah. if I don't get a break.
1: <laughs> like, well, and like, and it's worth noting, too, that in the movie, Andy is the second assistant. Yeah. Which is part of it. Like, the first assistant is one who's in the office and, like, actually doing the rolling calls for the most part and doing the scheduling and all that stuff. The second assistant is the one who actually has, like, run and grab
0: random shit. Yep. And that's the, then there's a reason why is because like a lot of times when you are the first assistant, cause it's the same at our office, you are basically chained to the desk. Yeah. Like, you know, like I, like my, the, uh, my coworkers sometimes like wait, does wait to pee sometimes until I come back from running, runnin', like yeah. running an errand.
1: No, like that is always my biggest fear when I'm sitting down at a new desk. I'm like, can I? can I get up to go pee? What happens if like the phone rings and I'm not here? Like, Oh my God, I'm kind of freaking out about this.
0: I I am very grateful that this movie came out a while ago because it, it did kind of like prepare me for life now. Right? Yeah.
1: (laughs) No. And you, you
0: probably didn't think when you were watching it 10 years ago, like,
1: Oh, that'll be me someday. No, I
0: I absolutely did not. I'm like, who, who am I going to work for like that? Like, and now I'm like, Nope, that's happened twice now.
1: Writing that essay What do you want to be When you grow up I want to be Andy From the Devil Wears Prada <laughs> God Also Is there a single Actress in history Who has had more On screen makeovers Than Anne Hathaway <laughs>
0: You know I was actually Wondering about that I don't think so anymore um, And her makeover In um, Les Mis Was kind of a downgrade
1: Yes but like, she gets her hair cut
0: off. And, right, yeah,
1: she's like, she, I've actually never seen Les Miz, but I've seen the scene of her, like, having no hair, and she's, like, crying. I don't know what's going on. Um, but, like, obviously, because Princess Diaries. Yeah. I, I guess she doesn't really have a makeover in Diaries 2. She's pretty much already there. No. And but then this. This was
0: her first one after, pr- her first big thing after. This was her out-of-Disney movie. Right, yeah. Like, and then, I'm, I'm not just a Disney person.
1: Did she have, a, like, a, a princess makeover in Ella Enchanted 2? I've never actually seen
0: that movie. She must have. I
1: don't think so. But I mean, just like she start? is not she kind of like a Cinderella figure? Doesn't she yeah, more of like... like
0: the classic makeover of like, oh, pretty girl gets prettied up even more. Yeah, exactly. Like, but yeah, no, like she's
1: she's gone through yeah. a few. She's been she's all thated so many times at this point. <laughs> you know, if
0: it, if if she came into acting in the '90s, you know that would be her main role. Oh my god, yeah, is the girl with the glasses like, oh, you're beautiful.
1: Anne Hathaway's richly cooked,
0: but then like made a career out of it rather than just having the one off.
1: And I love Rachel Lee Cook. Don't get
0: me wrong. And now now Anne Hathaway gets to be pretty all the time.
1: Yeah. Because, I mean, that's the thing. is She is. Yeah. She is unbelievably gorgeous. But, but she
0: also just has that great, like, girl next door type of thing. But feeling.
1: now, along those same lines, though, of her two most famous makeovers, the Princess Diaries and the Devil Wears Prada, which one do you prefer?
0: I, I've i only seen Princess Diaries once.
1: <gasps> How dare you? What? You know what?
0: You hadn't seen Devil Wears Prada <laughs> at all until last night. You don't get to use that anymore. I've seen it now. Once.
1: But come on, the Princess Diaries. It's a classic. I know. It's Julie Andrews.
0: I know. Hector Elizondo. I do remember some of the lines, though.
1: Yeah. So I was at um, LA Comic Con a few weeks ago, uh, and I'm just starting to get into cosplay, but I, I love cosplay. And I think the best way to go is you have to go very, very specific, because when you do, whoever recognizes what your costume is will fucking love it. The best costume I saw there was these two girls. One was dressed as Mia from The Princess Diaries with, like, the the really tall, like, almost condom-esque beanie over her head. Yeah. And the other girl was dressed as Mandy Moore in the cheerleading outfit. And then the uh, the Mia character was carrying around a plastic cone, and she would put it up to the other girl's chest. And the, their combined costume was Lana got coned. Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, my God, you guys have the best costume at this entire goddamn event.
0: No, it's, I, yeah. Cosplay is is weird like that. If you don't have a lot of money to make something extravagant, like go small and go <laughs> real specific.
1: Yeah, I mean that's what I did. I picked like the most obscure character as possible from Batman animated series, and people loved it because they're like, "Oh my god, it's a fucking condiment king!" Like, who does this? I do. <laughs> I gladly do it. Well, because <laughs> it fits a,
0: it it fits in your personality of the. I will do anything for a bit, and yes. basically, if you're doing those, you get to do a bit for an entire. I know day. my
1: whole costume was just a big old bit, which just, oh my god, it brought me so much joy. It was the most until fun thing later ever. that evening. Yeah, and then I'm in the middle of WeHo and trying to like make my way through a bar carrying two Meat garbage cans on the back of my <laughs> spandex bodysuit that doesn't really look good because I don't look good in spandex.
0: I don't know if anyone looks good in spandex to be completely oh. honest. Um, Tom Holland. Uh huh. Yeah. You know,
1: but not all of us can be Tom Holland.
0: No, <laughs> but Maybe no. when we were all twinks. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, so then clearly you prefer then the, the devil's Prada makeover. I do.
0: I mean, look, but you know why? Because there's like several makeovers in that one makeover.
1: This is true. Yeah. That is a fantastic montage. Do you have a favorite outfit? <laughs> <laughs> because you, you asked me that, about halfway through the movie, like, oh my God, I wish you had said something at the beginning. Cause then I would have like paying more attention.
0: Um, But that's um, part of the movie Is the movie is Visually designed To make you pay attention To the fashion
1: I mean I was noticing it But like oh my god Like it just keeps getting Like cooler and cooler And she looks even more amazing Um Oh God I do like The um The boots And coat look she has When Miranda first notices That she's trying
0: Oh Yeah That's good. I'd actually say, like, even though I really like the one where she uh, meets Miranda while she's, like, crying. I like that one a lot. But I also like the one in the montage that she's wearing for, like, half a second. And it's, like, she has, like, a brown. She's all in brown. So it's, like, her hair is down. She's got a brown, like, leather jacket on. um, And I can't tell. I think it's a skirt. And then, like, um, thigh-high brown leather boots.
1: Oh, yeah! It's like she
0: holds the door for someone.
1: Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I literally just typed in Anne Hathaway, at Devil Wears Prada. I'm looking at Google Images. Um, tu- 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 oh, I do like uh, this very um, 1960s sort of Audrey Hepburn look with like oh, yeah. the, 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 very the bright green heavy jacket and the white gloves and the big glasses. Um, I'm also a fan of. Oh, even this very simple, but I like it a lot. Just like the.
0: The dark green dress. I'll be honest, I've never liked those kinds of dresses on girls. The one where like it cuts under the boob. Yeah. It. I always think it looks kind of funny. That's
1: fair. I think she like it
0: looks like the like it looks like someone like hoisted their legs up and they (laughs) lost their waist. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, it just like disappears. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean. I also like a lot of stuff that Emily Blunt wears through the whole thing. Oh yeah, I well, also just Emily love. Emily Blunt is just fabulous. I just love Emily Blunt in general, <laughs> Who but doesn't? especially in this movie. Like she just, she gets like I'm so glad that she insists on keeping her own accent. Yeah, because it really makes the character that much more appealing. It definitely which adds is to it. very shallow, I suppose to say, but it does add something to the whole thing. Yeah. Oh God. I was yeah. like when when she's being barbed, like it feels less harsh because it's, and it was, it's very so funny to, to think of
0: it now because like we're so used to seeing um Anne Hathaway and Emily Blunt everywhere now yeah but like they were practically nobodies yeah like, when this movie came out like was... I didn't know who Emily Blunt <laughs> was I'm like who's this random chick they got to be yeah
1: because when um because I was reading the trivia and I guess she was discovered in like the parking lot she was leaving 20th century Fox because she had been auditioning for I want to say it was like Eric Arag- Aragorn like that dragon book. That's not Aragorn. Aragorn. Aragorn's *Lord of the Rings*. My boss did that movie. Fuck it, whatever. But yeah, so she was like auditioning for that and didn't get it. And as she was like walking in the parking lot, someone stopped her. It was like, oh, "Hey, like you should go audition for for *Devil Wears Prada* instead." And she got it. And Good call on her part. Yeah, because she's amazing. I mean, she's amazing in everything. Yeah, but I makes mean, well. I guess after this, she did. What did she kind of do after this? It was a lot more kind of in the, was she in the like the rom-com space kind of
0: oh god I, that's a good question because i
1: i feel like um edge of tomorrow aka all you need is kill there uh, there was a big
0: gap between this was,
1: well, i know but like i feel like that was one of the movies that kind of like helped like push her to the foreground again
0: yeah cuz she's she's such a badass in that movie um Oh, she did that bad movie with Matt Damon, Adjustment Bureau.
1: Oh, my God. That's right. Yeah. Um, but, and she was up for Black Widow, but I think she
0: was she pregnant? No, I think she just turned it down for whatever reason. Oh, yeah. She did a lot of indie stuff. Oh, OK. Um, so like Dan in Real Life, uh, Sunshine Cleaning. Was um, it the one with um,
1: Amy Adams, Sunshine Cleaning?
0: Yeah. Like the cleanup after Dead Bodies? and then a uh, young victoria
1: i mean she's so amazing i can we take a moment to talk about how
0: excited i am how i'm sure you are as well for mary poppins returns i'm super excited i'm so excited i like, like I, oh. was, I was not excited until they're like and emily blunt as mary poppins i'm like <gasps> same it goes to show how much casting makes a difference because
1: i i love the original yeah like, i watch it maybe twice a year i really really love that movie I listen to the soundtrack all the time like it has a special place in my heart you cannot beat julie andrews and but they're like can't sing anymore. i know it's so sad but i mean she has such an incredible legacy though like she will always between the like mary poppins and the sound of music like she will always have that incredible legacy
0: at least you've seen the sound of music
1: I have. I've only seen it once, and I only saw it a few years ago, but I really, really loved it. Um, and I feel like I want to go back and revisit it again soon. There's something about old Hollywood movies with, that people are like, dancing a whole bunch of old Hollywood musicals. Yeah.
0: It's just comforting. It, and, it is. Like, it relaxing. is just, it is
1: just comforting, right? It's like, um, uh, oh, um, not the set of music. God damn it. Um. What's the, um, singing in the rain. Oh yeah. That's Again, I favorites. only saw it for the first time a few years ago and I loved it. It's like the choreography on God, that. Like Debbie Reynolds. I know just like to have that massive set. And it's all real people. It's a real environment. And everyone's like really choreographed and it's not all like close ups and cutting and everything like that. It's wide and it's just that beautiful. Like, they're,
0: they're, be- they're like, it's this thing of like, they're, they take their time. Yes. They, they can do the wide shots because you know, no tino shade, but actors were that talented back in the no, day. No, it's absolutely true. These days, it's just like everyone with like a pretty face is just like, I'm a model wanting to be an actor.
1: Yeah. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm a, a model slash influencer slash Instagram model slash aspiring actor. And I dabble in writing and directing sometimes too.
0: Ooh. Yeah. I, I know. know I'm hungover and, but you just made me want to puke a
1: little bit. <laughs> no, it killed me a little bit even <laughs> just to say those words sarcastically. Um, but no, I love that old-fashioned sort of feel to those movies, those like big dance musical numbers. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: so good. I know. You yeah. know they are making *Devil Wears Prada* musical. What? Yep. What? I can't hit anything loud because we're
1: <laughs> it's an audio medium. What? <laughs> yeah, I don't know when it's cu- coming out, but well, one presumes it's going to first be in Chicago, as I've learned from you, and then work its way to Broadway. Yep.
0: Oh we're my god. Have to fly home for that.
1: Oh my God, that I, this is ridiculous. I've seen the movie once, but the idea of a a musical version of it, I'm like, I'm all on board. (laughs) See? (laughs) No, because it's great. I genuinely really, really enjoyed it. Like, I do want to go watch it again. Like, I've I've seen it, like, here's, I feel like, the danger of being told, oh my God, you have to go watch this movie, is sometimes it's hard for it to live up to the expectations that have been put upon it. No, I get that. Yeah, like, for me, Fight Club, I saw probably 10 years after it came out, and I didn't know the twist, Fight Club. Even as I'm watching, it, I'm going like, "Eh," and I think part of that too is that I had seen newer David Fincher films, so I had seen his style done with a little bit more polish. Yeah. So I went back I'm like, this really isn't quite working for me. And maybe that's some of the challenge sometimes of doing something very cutting edge is that you are you run the risk of it looking dated in the future because it's of a time. Yeah. This doesn't feel of a time, other than the fact that they're using razors and sidekicks.
0: Yeah. That's, that's about it. It's just the, is really the phones for the most part.
1: Yeah. But other than that, like it does still feel very contemporary.
0: And I think that's, that's also kind of one of the lasting things about it too, is that it is very like sort of timeless tale. Like,
1: yeah. Cause it's just as relevant now as it was then. Yeah. Well, more so for us. More so for for us,
0: but, and you know, like just Meryl is timeless. Oh my God. But even like speaking of like fashion and stuff, like I'm like I watch this movie. I'm like, Meryl looks so fabulous in this movie. She does. And then like, I've seen her in person, Mm -hmm. and like, definitely looks like hippie mom.
1: I bet. Yeah, I can tell. I could totally see that big hair. Yeah.
0: Like very like dressed down, glasses, hair is usually in like a mess. Yeah. Like you know, not very like doesn't dress very flashy. And then I see her in this. I'm like, oh my god.
1: I mean, she is. She is so elegant. And I think that's the kind of funny thing is, is that this movie does feel like a bit of an outlier. Like, it's not when you watch it because you're like, oh, right, only someone who's this good could bring this character to life and have it feel so real. Yeah. And so empathetic in their own way. But it's not a super oscar Beatty performance, which no. is pretty much like all she does now. But it's 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 a, it's kind of like...
0: I, I don't know if she does Oscar baby roles or the Oscars just like... They just fall That's about follow to say, her. yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of like a snake eating its own tail at this
1: point. It's like, yeah. well, because she's in it, it's an Oscar-worthy performance, which is not always true. No, it's not. Um, but, I She mean, shouldn't I, have won the Oscar for the last movie she won the Oscar for. Was that the Iron Lady? Yeah. yeah. I never even saw that. It didn't look very interesting. It wasn't very good. But, like, she... Yeah, like, she's just that good. And, of course, she got nominated for this. Yeah. I looked it up and it got nominated for... Only nominated for her and... Then also for costume design, another one, which I was kind of surprised by, because the costume design in this is absolutely fantastic.
0: I guess, you know what I bet people would say? they like, well, is it really costumes
1: when it's actual fashion? Well, I think that's part of it. And obviously a lot of the fashion was donated. Yeah. But then, I mean, that would still be part of the job of the costume designer to, like, go out and be like, okay, well, if we're not necessarily making original stuff, we are having to curate. Yeah, Academy members don't see that. The wardrobe, it's... yeah. I mean, because it's, it's you have to think about it a little bit more. But, like to your point none of the fashion seems dated either no like oh i well, forgot good,
0: good fashion is technically supposed to be timeless well
1: that's and i think that's part of it i think that's part of the problem with la is it's not actually good fashion it's just fashion of the time yeah yeah
0: la is all like what's in the now
1: yeah like i'm sorry the fucking like aladdin style sweatpants with like the the crotch way down past your shins the Bieber style pants, like those already look dumb. They're not going to look good in 10 years. You know what time. I hate about
0: those? Like, I mean, I can't, what don't you hate? That's a shorter list. Um, Nothing. Continue. <laughs> I mean, I hate them for the two prime reasons. I like looking at guys wearing sweatpants is yes. that they don't show off anything. I know. I can't see anything. No but VPL, no ass. Like I yeah. can't. I can't make out anything. Wait, wait. It looks like wait, they're wait, wait, VPL, Invisible penis line. Ah, oh, I forgot to include that one in the <laughs> vocabulary. We'll add it. That'll be th- this week's Instagram ad. VPL, <laughs> VPL. You like VPL? Come listen to Devil Wears Product. But no, it's like you love some VPL. I like, you know, and I've I've sort of drank the Kool Aid in that sense of like I and I guess maybe part of it is like me having a more athletic and fit lifestyle now Mm -hmm. is like I really love athleisure wear. Yeah. Now, but the whole thing is like everything
1: should be well fitted. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't. I never really go into like the baggy clothes space because you're not really doing anyone any favors.
0: It's not early 2000s. We're not, you know. Yeah.
1: And no one has wallet chains anymore. No one's sagging. got. Sagging.
0: Yeah. No one's got feathered tips. There's no goth. We don't need pants legs the size of a dress.
1: Yes. Yeah. But it's, everything should be well fitted. But like, yeah, it's all the fashion in this is, it's just all very classy. Yeah. And, th- and that says a lot because there's a lot of movies that 10 years on the fashion looks fucking like, horrible.
0: Ooh. Well, and also like there is that sort of thing of like fashion tends to be circular. Like, yeah, and that's part of it, too. You know, we look at, we look at like, high fashion stuff in the 80s, and we're like, oh, that's dated. And now some of that stuff is coming back around. Yeah. it's just, like, it just, for some reason, recycles itself for whatever reason.
1: But we should also acknowledge that 2006 was the year of Casino Royale, which has some of the best Bond fashion in it. That is true. Anyway, And it's got Ava
0: Green. God, there were a lot of good actresses that got their, like, big yeah, break right? that year. Jesus. Oh,
1: my God. Well, and it's so, it's so funny to think about... Ava Green getting her break the same year as Emily Blunt. I guess not Anne Hathaway, although this kind of helped I think helped propel I, I, her out of that well, Disney space. But, I think this
0: this was her like her actual big break because there are a lot of people that c- can't come out of that Disney space.
1: That's true. Most can't. Yeah, very few can. But I think well, I think Ava Green is probably a little bit older than the two of them. Yeah, as well. I think a little bit. But yeah, you look back at that movie and you really think about part of it's the roles, but you think of Ava Green as like being a woman in that movie, and when this like Emily Blunt and especially Anne Hathaway seem like. Like, they're in their 20s, like, they're young, like, they're kids, quote-unquote. Yeah. Sort of thing.
0: And they, yeah, Ava, Ava Green is supposed to be this very, like, like a, just a, a woman, not, like, yeah. a girl.
1: Oh, God. Now I just want to go watch Casino Royale. But, man, to be fair, I'm never far away from wanting to go watch Casino Royale. <laughs> you can just put on a Bond movie any day and you're fine. I mean, not any movie. Some of them, like, some of them are real bad.
0: No, don't want to watch Never Say Never Again.
1: That doesn't count. It's
0: non-canonical. It's not an official Ian Productions movie.
1: Do you want to watch, not,
0: not ready to sit down and have a nice Moonraker day?
1: Ooh, I, I am rarely having a Moonraker day. Because uh, I, I, think, I think I've told you my, my theory about how to introduce anyone to James Bond, right? You do it in three films. Oh, no. So if someone has never seen James Bond, you show them the three movies. You show them in this order. Casino Royale, because that is a good intro point. And also I think it's it goes to show the best that franchise can be. Because that is objectively a great film. Mm-hmm. While not necessarily being a quintessential Bond film. Second film you show them is Goldfinger, because that is the quintessential Bond film. That was the film that set all the templates. And yes, you're gonna have to deal with the really, really terrible gender politics of the film. Yep. And but that's kind of also part of acknowledging that's where the f- franchise started. The third movie you watch moonraker so you can show them just how fucking stupid and insane That's that so franchise funny. can get got some high highs and then a really low low but you have to do that right like if you need to show someone like what like the grand the spectrum of bond i mean I that do, three doesn't. i do get
0: that because i feel like i i will do that with gay films and yeah. people will like like it's funny how like people are so kind of in awe of like call me by your name and like Um, love Simon like suddenly like gay cinema is like a new thing I'm like oh no there's a lot of bad that we've had to suffer so much bad we've had to pick out the good through the bad like there are a lot of like there are some movies I used to consider like good gay films because they were kind of just like the best out of a mediocre quality. Yeah. Like you used and to go, I watch them now. I'm like, this is actually not good. Usually go scroll through like the Netflix
1: queer like LGBT section. And you're just like, Oh, it's either something looks really somber and depressing or just like beefcake bait.
0: Yeah. Either they're either like, it's either like beefcake bake or like something sad about AIDS. Yes. Like that's, there's no sort of like in between.
1: Yeah, we now have Filing this in between films. Yeah,
0: which is great. Like, like Like, we're actual people.
1: It's like, okay, you've never seen a, a gay film. All right, let's get Love, Simon up. Let's get started here. Nice and palatable, warm, welcoming, acceptable. All right,
0: let's push a little bit further. We're going weekend next we're gonna do weekend which is great it is and, good it's really good and uh now for the third one the eating out series yes i
1: was trying, All to, of them. I was trying to remember the name i was like i was trying to scroll through what's the, this like what five <laughs> of them or something
0: like that it's ridiculous oh they it's, still make them too i don't know why it's, it's like the police academy of gay films yeah or like more like these days um i found like the american pie of gay of yeah. gay films because they're still making american pies for whatever reason i guess oh, it's like I an know. easy paycheck for eugene levy even yeah. though Shit's creek is glorious it is so good
1: yeah but there's that there was like middle section before they did like american reunion there's like turning out direct-to-dvd movies where he's like the camp counselor at band camp or something like that And it's like why and it's like stifler's like cousin it's not even his brother at this point like they're just gone further down the list more nudity
0: like because it's not in the theater like yeah. it's you know exactly it's mm, no we can do better so thankfully things are changing yes and we're getting better shows that aren't just about aids and softcore porn yeah I wonder if there's any overlap. Short bus. Oh, that has both. Yes. Okay. Good. (laughs) If I remember right. All right. I'll have to add that to the list. I actually, yeah, I would love to get your like, I would love, I, I want to watch short bus with you because it's an experience. Okay. Let me, let me put it this way and a little bit of a spoiler, but I remember like my roommate watched it when I was in college. And he's like, I don't understand what was happening in this movie. I watched a guy suck himself off, and then he was crying. And I'm like, what the hell? What? Yeah. <laughs> just to give you, just to give you a
1: little like. I mean, good on him. That takes both like size and flexibility, neither of which are super common. So
0: when people used to think marilyn manson removed his rib to suck his own dick
1: yeah i mean it's the same people that thought that richard Gere shoved a gerbil up his ass like it's (laughs) amazing it's amazing what some like really well-placed rumors and like some counter pr can do thank god for the internet (laughs) could just nip
0: these fallacies in the bud or find even more spread them even faster yeah or just like find more (laughs) find more uh more theories to uh support your crazy ass theory even more rumors just thrown out there Oh, God. I'm trying to think if I have any, like, other... No, this movie, I think it was just, like... It means a lot to me because it was, just, like, very pinnacle yeah. of, like... It was it was sort of that part of my gay life where I felt, like, a little bit being more adult gay mm-hmm. because of, like... God, I see some of the pictures of shit I wore, and it was, like, when I got into, like, the book and then I got into this movie, like, definitely ch- changed my complete sense of style. Yeah. I had that whole, like... The emperor has no clothes thing. I look at myself. I'm like, what the fuck am I wearing? What?
1: Who, who made this choice? Yeah, this it was clearly,
0: like, this clearly wasn't me. I would never pick something this terrible. Yeah, and it was just like, I'm just like, oh, my God. And like, thankfully, got a sense of humor or not a sense of humor. <laughs> you, sense you can at least go back and
1: laugh about the really terrible fashion choices. A sense of uh, fashion. Jonathan, it's fine until probably around like. Sixteen. I had a bowl cut just like the world's most blonde bowl cut ever
0: who who didn't yes (laughs) it was real bad and then I'm sure you went from the bowl cut to the duck butt the duck butt. oh like the wait the where where you like push it up in the front but like you're not like right now yours is styled where like you style it where it's kind of like pushed over yeah but this is just where it goes like straight like you gel it straight up Cool. and kind of back
1: uh, a little bit well hang on i do i do specifically keep a folder on my phone uh <laughs> called called fat chris <laughs> to remind people okay so here goes. go so uh this photo is me at 13 at a national rocket contest oh my so pretty fat y- i'm wearing uh i'm pretty sure those are oakley sunglasses to really give you a sense of it being 2003 <clears throat> and then this is me with my high school girlfriend to give you a sense of how things oh, have yeah. changed. Duck butt, duck, duck, duck yeah, butt, yeah,
0: exactly, yeah. It's like I knew it, yeah. It's real, it's real bad. I know your type. You go from bowl cut to duck butt, but we all did it. Doesn't <laughs> we, matter. We all <laughs> we all went through it. Uh, but I mean, so I can see, I can
1: also see too like why this might have jumped out to you because there are gay characters in this, but they're also not for being set in fashion, they're not stereotypes
0: in the, in the, the, that's the other funny thing in the book. They kind of are,
1: and that's what I've read. I've read that like Nigel in the book is a total stereotype. Yeah. He's,
0: he's, he's a lot younger and he's very like bitchy queen, like, Hey move, I'm gay. Kind of gay. Yeah. Um, honestly, I would say like almost ugly Betty is almost closer to devil wears Prada. The book in the way, in the way the characters are. Yeah. Um, uh, not that, like, it's based off of it, but, like, you get those sort of, like, it is a little bit more, and Ugly Betty, of course, is a comedy, so you get more stereotypes and stuff because it makes for better comedy. Yeah. But, like, you don't get sort of this these fleshed out people in them uh, in Ugly Betty as you do in Devil Wears Proud, and I think that's one of the strengths of, it is one of those in- few instances where the movie is better than the book. Yeah. And, like, it's kind of why, like, after the movie came out, I'm like, I, I, I think I tried reading the book one more time. And I was just like, oh, this is, I, yeah, I'm not loving this as much as I, you know, f- remembered it. But Well, because it does have so much broad appeal. Yeah. Like,
1: it, you know, because, like, when we went to sit down and watch it last night. It was under the comedy section of HBO Go. That almost seems like it's undercutting its value a little bit like yeah. this, i mean i suppose at its core like it is a comedy it's not it's i wouldn't even call it a romantic comedy because that's not really part of it at all yeah it's not even it's, it's more of like a workplace comedy of sorts but it that that does feel almost dismissive and not to, i'm not dismissing comedy like i hold comedy in very high esteem i still maintain that if you are a comedic actor comedic director if you can do a writer if you can do comedy you can do drama adam mckay adam mckay um peter farley yep going down that path now too but it does, it almost feels like you're underselling how good this movie is because it it fits that mold of like, this is just very sincere yeah. and very genuine and like, it's dramatic and it's intense when it needs to be, but it's funny when it needs to be and it just feels like real life. Yeah.
0: It's heightened, of course, because it's a film, but it feels very real. Yeah. Funny thing is, is like, it is heightened, but it's like now like having sort of that work life. <laughs> it's not that heightened. I'm like... It's not that heightened. It's not far off. If anything, it's like pulled back a little bit from other stories I've read. Yeah. But like, yeah.
1: You can see why that sort of adaptation process would benefit it. Like putting in the hands of someone who maybe wasn't as deep in the fashion industry as the original writer.
0: I actually don't know much about the original writer, but... Um, I think I think she was... In fashion. One of her assistants, like, maybe not Anna Winters, but, like, someone's assistant. Okay. I remember her saying that. Yeah. Laura Schlesinger? Schles- Schlesinger? Something like that?
1: Oh, okay. But yeah, I can see <clears throat> coming out of that, like, giving the hands of someone who, like, makes a little bit broader in terms of its appeal and, like, gives a little more grounding in relatability would be really helpful. Yeah. Because it is. It is excellent. And I'm already discovering that I'm getting references now. Your eyes have opened. So, th- th- like a little bit of backstory, I ha- I literally actually had the stomach flu last weekend. For those of you haven't had it, it's fucking terrible. But I made a comment about that on Facebook, and someone asked me, "Are you at your goal weight now?" And I'm like, "What the fuck is?" I was like almost, <laughs> I was like almost offended. Like, what is that supposed to mean? I don't, I don't get what the joke here is. And then I watched me, I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, I get it now. <laughs> we, I,
0: I, make them all the time with my. um my uh my coworker, because like we recently had someone get let go mm-hmm. um and my favorite thing is that like I remember like in it was because of an incident that happened with my boss's fam family member of that, and like they became too close with one of the kids uh, okay, yeah, and <clears throat> and my like co-worker looks at me and she's like what what did we learn? Don't trust the twins." <laughs> Doesn't matter how nice they are to you, never trust the twins. You could be their best friend. Yeah. As long as you have that job, don't trust the twins. No. It's fucking fantastic. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah, I, it's, it's on my list of, like, movies I reference most of the time. Yeah.
1: No, it's probably the best that I've now seen this because I feel like I've been missing out on on quite a few references over the years. Plus, just missing out on the joy of this movie.
0: I, I let Wes know that we were doing this episode today and the text I got, good, wait, how has he not seen that? <laughs> like, I'm like, this is the, if we, if there wasn't that question, we would not have we this podcast. Have this.
1: We would not have this podcast. Uh, but I, I think if we come to the point where we have to give it our, our traditional ranking system here. Yes. Um, I guess let's start with you. Would you give it a, a yes? yes. <laughs> so so you're giving it a yas and not a Yes! <laughs> No queen on there? Queen. You're giving the full marks. Yas yes, queen. <laughs> okay. All right. I think mm, I would uh, I would probably give it a yas.
0: I don't know if I'm full on queen with this I'm, one. I'm waiting to see. Because I don't think you've given a yas queen yet. I
1: don't remember. I, we haven't actually done a movie in a while. Because I, I, so.
0: I think I think Death Becomes Her was a medium yas. I think so. I, I may
1: have given. Did I give Priscilla? A Yas
0: Queen. I think do we do n- ratings on that one? Or do we forget to? I, we pro- I, I, I think we, we forgot. probably forgot to. <laughs> I, I don't think actually I don't think we did because we you had seen both.
1: Uh no, I had not seen Oh Tu
0: Wong Fu. Tu Wong Fu. Okay. Yes.
1: Yeah. But yeah, no, I think this this is a solid ya. Yeah. This will always be a Yas Queen for me. for me. No, it's fantastic. And I, I can see thing with this movie is that the more I watch, the more I appreciate it.
0: Well, and it was, it, I guess for me too, it was like when it was coming out, I felt like I was the only one excited about it. Yeah. And obviously, you know, like part of the thing is like when I'm not from a small town, but like still in the suburbs, like even if you are gay, like only so many people are out. Yeah, right. I go back now and like half of my friends are actually gay. And yeah, I'm like, you're welcome yeah exactly trailblazer hey no yeah same (laughs) um same who who eased up all your parents for you me (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) um but like it was one of those things where it was i was very like it was like when i discovered clue i was very precious about it because i didn't know anyone else who loved it as much as i did right and then like sure enough like having more gay friends i'm like all these people love it as much as i do and it was like the best thing ever yeah it's it is it is quite good.
1: It held up. It held up to the expectations that have been put on it by you and everybody else. I try not to, like, over, like, if something's good, I try not to, like, overdo it. I mean, that is true. But also the reason we did this episode is when we were doing an episode of your other podcast, you came to discover I had not seen this movie. And then the whole conversation got derailed and you did nothing but berate me for about another 20 minutes, I'd say, about the fact that I had not seen it. It is one of my
0: favorite movies, though. So.
1: Like it became your go-to, just like dismissive for me for like a what, like a month. <laughs> no matter what I would say, if you disagreed, like whatever, you have this the Devil Wears Prada, and you just like turn around and walk away from now me. Now you have, I can't use that excuse know, anymore. <laughs>
0: it's fine. I have to Pick find a new movie. Something else, and it'll still apply. <laughs> no, that was just a big one for me because it's like it's one of my favorites. <laughs> no, I totally It'd be like it. if I never saw Gold, if I saw like all the Bonds and never saw Goldfinger. Right? Yeah. No, I, t- I yeah, I have. The those Told that. You mood Maker was my favorite. Yeah. Oh. <laughs>
1: Oh God! I think my heart just stopped for a second. No, it's fine. It's back. We're good. Um, But yeah, we got to figure out what we're gonna do next, though. Depends on how
0: quickly we get through Golden Girls.
1: Oh, that's gonna be a long ways down. I'm still only partway through season two. Um,
0: I know it'll come to us. We've done. I'm. I'm proud of us. We've done two. Non movie ones before we did another movie. I know,
1: right? See, oh. see, look at us. We'll see if we can find another non movie one to do maybe next time. Yeah, but if you, yeah, if you have some suggestions, uh, write to us and let us know.
0: Yeah, we we always love to hear of uh, things to teach Chris or things to talk about. Yeah, I forget what our actual handles are, but they're all in the the little blurb at the
1: end there. So just just, <laughs> yeah, just,
0: just, just keep listening. Just look, just look below. Is some of them are get
1: forward, some they get forward pot. I can't remember. Yeah, just. <laughs> You know, sub- just subscribe.
0: Please subscribe.
1: Yeah, that's a big thing. Subscribe, subscribe. Give us a review. Thank you for listening, as always. We love you. Uh,
0: yes, thank you for listening. Thank you for all the love with the last episode too. On oh the yes, episode.
1: especially yeah. I think I I think still it'll probably be a long time before we come across an episode that we do that we're as proud of as that one. Yeah, because, like I, that. Yeah. yeah, that was very emotional and very 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 proud of my friend Katie. So yeah. she's. She's she's a sweetheart. Yeah, all the love. So. But thanks, everybody. Thank you. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to Gay at Forward. The podcast is produced by Chris Lord and Jonathan James and edited by Chris Lord. Music by Chris Humans and Colin Diaz. Artwork by Cameron Dexter. Please subscribe and review on iTunes. Follow the podcast at, gay at Forward on Instagram and YouTube and at, gay at Forward Pod on Facebook and Twitter. Got an idea for an episode? Send us an email at gateforwardpod at, at gmail.com. Thanks and stay fabulous.